Cutting Through Tech, Season 2, Episode 5. How not to wipe out all your money on the first try. The MVP do's and don'ts. Hi, I'm Maxime, technical coach to women entrepreneurs worldwide, and you are listening to Cutting Through Tech, the show all about technical strategy for women leaders today. Now, one way to boost your business is by creating an app. And did you know that the average company that has a mobile strategy in place actually IPOs at about eight to nine times more than others? (laughs) So for you to get all the insider info that you need if you are considering developing an app, I've put together this season just for you. Today on the show, we are talking about that all important first version. And that's because, well, the reality is that a lot of apps actually fail. And there are two kind of prime reasons for that. One is that they went over time and as such over budget, leaving a kind of unfinished and unvalued app that in reality, no one really wants to use. And the other is that it may have made it through the finish line, but it wasn't actually really what people were looking for and they didn't really gel with it. Why is that the case? Well, I'll be sharing all of that in the upcoming episode with you and also how to avoid it. If you're the kind of person with all the ideas, especially when it comes to your app, and if asked, you could really just talk about them for about an hour, listing everything that your app will do, well, you really need this episode. Also, if you are just straight up considering starting this app in the next three months or so and working with developers on making your app a reality, you want to keep listening. Today, is dedicated to the MVP. And in tech, it stands for Minimum Viable Product. Really, it's about prioritizing your very first version. In this episode, I'll walk you through what it really means and why it is so important. We'll also be covering a simple but powerful exercise that you can do to get to the core of your app because you want to start breaking down the work. An app in reality is a marathon, not a sprint. But what does your first 5k run look like? What about your first training session? Well, I've got you covered. And then we'll also have a look at how to iterate and create further updates down the line and distinguish between the all too important viable versus valuable. If this is the kind of thing that you've got questions about or you'd love to walk through with someone in a live setting, I actually recently did a masterclass all about how to create successful apps and naturally speaking the MVP is actually a really big part of that. I had so much fun going through this with people. Uh, We had a two-hour kind of webinar and had people join all over the world. People from Melbourne, across the UK, Canada and New York. Jessie, who joined in from Melbourne, right, she stayed up all the way until 2am for her when it started down to when it finished at 4am and then somehow still had time and energy to email me after that she thought it was really really helpful uh, which was just a joy to hear so I'll keep you posted on when the next one is you'll probably hear it here first on the podcast but if you're interested in general in any of our kind of live events obviously done digitally at the moment you can register your interest at minenia.com masterclass so The top reasons that people uninstall apps are the fact that they either see no value, secondly, it crashes or has a very slow loading time, or thirdly, 
they find it a very poor experience and they notice inconsistency in the UI. Now, we've already covered the importance of good design and experience in the last episode. And I can tell you that the crashes and slow loading times, that's often due to you running out of time or money. (laughs) So the fact that the end of the app process is actually quite rushed and you and your team effectively don't have the time to really iron out the kinks, if you will. But today, let's, let's have a look at that first one about value. You've actually made it quite far when people have managed to install your app on their device because firstly, to be found and downloaded in the app store, the statistics are pretty horrific. But then it would be such a shame if they would just stop using it because for some reason it's not valuable. Have you put out the wrong message or is the app not exactly doing or delivering what people expected? Let's have a look. You've already talked a lot about Um, in recent episodes, but also in the previous season, about making things that people actually want and desire, even if they didn't know they wanted it, it's actually solving a true problem or need that they have. But how are you going to do that? And when it comes to apps, it can take quite some time and money to build, so you really need to start with the right steps. Just like when you buy a house, you're often not able to renovate everything from the start. You might want to redo the kitchen, the bathrooms, the garden, and build an extension. What you end up doing is you prioritize, right? You have all of these renovation projects and you're gonna start somewhere. Now, either that could be the area that is literally the worst (laughs) or borderline unusable, or it's just about the same and you might as well start with the space that you use the most. Either way, you optimize for what you need and what you value. And I want you to do the exact same in your app. You need to figure out where to start, and that's often what is regarded as an MVP. The MVP, the minimum viable product, is the first version that you are sharing live with your customers, and it needs to be able to stand on its own and kind of be its own thing, right? It can't have a massive thing or chunk missing. It needs to be a product just like the house that you buy is functional. Now, the other bits are nice to have or could even be incredibly important, but say if your house doesn't have a roof, (laughs) it doesn't have heating or electricity, well, it's going to not really be a house. So equally, what is that going to be in your app? To get to that kind of core, here's a easy but powerful exercise that you can do. Now, you have a good idea of what your app needs to do. You can picture it, And maybe you don't know exactly how it looks, but you definitely have an idea of everything it would need to do. So what you need to do is write that out. Every last feature or piece of functionality that you can imagine, you want to put it out on a list. And that list can be very long, and that's a good thing. Now, when it's all there, you want to start sorting it into four groups. Group one is essential. Group two is important. Group three is nice to have. And group four is kind of redundant. Now you want to count everything that you've sorted in those groups. And what you'll likely find is that you've put a lot of things in the in the critical or important category, right? And really try and get it down to 25% each. So if in total you've written down 100 pieces of functionality and 40 of them are in category one, 30 are in category two, and the rest kind of trails in the last two, that's just not going to do. So put a count cap on them and start moving those features around into a fairly even distribution. 
What it boils down to is that you want to be strict with yourself and watch out for the trade-offs that you're making. How are you making those trade-offs? Why? Do you have a good understanding of what it is that your end user will value? And now that you've done all of this, what's left in that essential and critical category? Now, you want to keep that list because we'll be using it in a minute. When it comes to trying to define your MVP, it really is just important to get it all out of your head and make a plan. And the only way really is to do it kind of Marie Kondo style, if you will, right? You layer all the items and you figure out what they mean to your customer and which ones spark joy for your customer, and then you sort them into the right buckets. Because then you can start to examine and figure out whether or not there is a bit of an MVP there in the first place. Now, I want you to remember this is just your first version, right? You can build all the other bells and whistles later, but you're gonna have to draw a boundary somewhere as to where you stop and say, well, okay, this is the version that we're gonna send out to the world. It's good enough, it's complete enough in some way. But the thing that you ship, that you send out, that you release does need to be of value, which is the next key thing that we want to look at. As I said earlier, MVP stands for minimum viable product. But to me, I consider it as minimum valued product. It needs to be valuable enough that it will attract customers and kind of needs to feel like a full package. Again, this is where that customer clarity is so important. You effectively want to be in the head of your audience so you can anticipate what really matters to them. And two kind of ways of looking at it are, does this add something new to their life? And secondly, does this solve a pain point they have with another product? For instance, is this really worth switching for? It's almost like a pilot of a show, of like a TV show. The first episode needs to be catchy enough to get people hooked before the team um, that's behind the show invests into the full season and you're effectively putting together your pilot. A concrete example, take period tracking apps. You're thinking of, say, creating an app that in general supports a woman through every part of their cycle and you want to use some clever tech to recommend them products or information depending on where they are in their life and also where they are in their month. Now, in order to do that, and deliver that kind of unique value, you firstly need to have the basics. So simple period tracking. Now you might think, okay, for the first version, we are just gonna track periods. You enter your symptoms and we give you a little countdown and you're done. Now that is effectively really good prioritization, right? That is a viable product and it makes sense as a starting point. But the big issue with that is that there are already a lot of apps out there that do that. For example, I use Clue. Now, there might be better ones, but I haven't really come across them and fair enough, I haven't even looked to be honest. And the one that I have does the job. So why would I switch? The switching cost is a real stickler for customers. So instead, you really want to think about something that brings minimum value to the customer. For example, you could say, instead of entering that information, Let's assume that this type of customer who's interested in this information is already likely to be tracking their cycle in some other kind of app. Awesome. Now, that probably syncs with something like Apple Health, at least if we're thinking about iOS as a platform. Now, in an app, right, you can read that data from Apple Health and integrate with it. So you effectively completely circumvent having to make it in the first place. So no basic period tracking required. You just have to integrate 
with Apple Health, which takes, I don't know, between an afternoon and three days to get done right, if that. And then you have your data and you can do something interesting with it, which is that valuable part that you were trying to work out anyway. So looking at the core that you put together in the previous exercise, the kind of critical category, what's in there? Can that be a product in and of itself? Can that be released into the world and cause enough hype that people jump on board and want to see the rest of the season, if you will? That's the kind of thing that you want to plan for. If it's just a fundamental skeleton structure, almost, you will probably have to revise it again to the point that you can work out what exactly is worth switching for, for your target customer. But when you've scoped that initial version, you do want to continue on and plan for sensible versions after, as well as learn as you go. You know you're not going to get it all done in one fell swoop and you want to be able to group your items of functionality thereafter so it all kind of makes sense together. Not to mention the fact that when your app is live and out there, you want to use that wisely because people will be giving you feedback. They'll be telling you exactly what they love and what they're missing and you want to be able to take those requests on board so without absolutely filling <laughs> the rest of the two, three year roadmap with only things that you've already planned for. Just like I mentioned with the housing example earlier, you can choose to do things one at a time, but also sometimes people decide not to tackle any room just yet because they want to live in the house for a bit. It can give you a much better sense of what's needed. For example, the kitchen. In theory, that's totally where I would start, but it takes time to get used to the space. As you walk around, you cook, you clean and you socialize in the space, you might realize I actually want the sliding doors to the garden in this space. Or we spend so much time baking that I want to have an area or a countertop dedicated to it made from a particular material. So, you know, for example, marble, it stays cold and I can make my croissants. (laughs) Um, And so I also don't need a big island because actually I have a really big table that doubles as a worktop and we all as a family spend tons of time around it. Now, You name it, but oftentimes using a space gives you a much better idea of what you want from it. And yet again, it's similar to your app. (laughs) There is honestly no end to being able to relate technology to the real world. When it's out there and people use it, they can't figure out what is most important to them. And you will also be adjusting as you go along. Iteration is one of the most important methods that you can practice in app development. The Pareto principle also applies here, right? Um, The Pareto principle, if you don't know, is the kind of thing where it's like 80% of issues are caused by 20% of things or um, 20% of your tasks results into 80% of work done. Um, It applies in a bunch of different ways. It's super interesting. But equally here, right? Oftentimes you can deliver 80% of the value with just 20% of the features. So... Think about how much easier it becomes if you can determine that initial 20% first. And then you can continue to take into account feedback as you go along. It's also something you want to take into account when budgeting for your app because, well, just trust me, it's always easier to do it version by version than think that you can ship one really big thing in one go that does it all. Also, by the way, shipping is a term that we often use in the industry. It just means releasing a version. But really, the cycle continues in this way, right? You may have shipped an MVP, but the concept of prioritizing for the next version happens every single round. 
And on that mega list go a mixture of customer requests, bugs and issues that need fixing and you discover, but also your future vision and your goals. Every time you want to think, well, does this make sense? What holds the most value for the customer right now? And what do they absolutely need next? The minimum viable product is like a way of life when it comes to app development. However, you want to think carefully about that first one. That's the one that's going to have to make an impact with the audience, just like a pilot does for a TV show. So what is that core going to be? If you think about the Pareto principle, what is the 20% of features that eradicates 80% of the struggle for your user or 80% of the joy for your user? And if you don't get it spot on in one go, don't worry, right? The versions that will come after will make things better over time and people will give you ample feedback. Iteration is just part of the game. Just make sure to have that in mind when you're planning your timelines and your budget. Because in the end, this style of prioritization will absolutely save you headache and cash in the long run. Breaking things up into chunks and nailing them one by one is so much better and easier than trying to do it all badly or kind of half-assed because you just can't cope with doing everything at once. Now, if you enjoyed that and are curious about how you might start breaking down your idea into next steps and a roadmap, perhaps even pitching for investment, I have a few limited spots available in the App Lab. The App Lab is a bespoke service that I run for people who are ready to start building out their app with developers or basically pitching for investment. They include done-for-you materials such as a roadmap, a pitch outline, but also we'll be putting testing and research strategies in place for you to validate that core of your application. You will also have access to proven research tools and templates in order for you to get the answers and the data straight away that you in turn can use to plan out your app well. If this sounds like you, let's chat. You can book a session by emailing me on maxime at mineni.com and the email's in the show notes. Thank you for listening today. I hope you're doing well wherever in the world you are. In the next episode, we'll be delving deep into the wonderful world of testing. What is a beta program and should you have one? How can you make sure that your app launches at its best and how can you get the world buzzed and excited for it? If this got you curious, subscribe to Cutting Through Tech to get that episode right into your feed when it drops. For now, hope you're having a great day and I will see you next time. Bye.